2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 18 is where we, or excuse me, verse 16 is where we will start. Paul is concluding the letter here. Uh, last week we looked at an issue that Paul had to deal with. There were some in the community, brothers and sisters in Christ, who did not want to work. They weren't working. Everybody else was doing their part, and the ones that weren't working were causing some problems for the ones that were. They were, they were, they were making it difficult. And so Paul said, you got to address the situation. And so he, he tells him to deal with them pretty sternly, uh, but, but in all of it, to not treat them like an enemy, but, but treat them like a, uh, like a warn them, he says, as a brother. And so Paul had to deal with a, with a difficult situation, and sometimes perhaps we may encounter such situations in our life that have to be uh, dealt with, and uh, that's what Paul is doing here at the close of the letter. But uh, tonight's passage is, is a little lighter than what we looked at last week. Let's pray and we'll jump in. Father God, we come to you. We thank you for your good word, and I pray, God, that you would help me to focus on your word and to be able to preach and teach it good tonight, dear Lord. I pray that your Holy Spirit would take away the worries and the thoughts and the things of this world, that in this time we'd give you our attention, God. I pray that you would help us to experience your presence tonight. God, maybe we'd find a little bit of peace in these few minutes in the midst of our hectic and chaotic lives and all the things we have going on. God, I pray that we would find peace in you. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In closing here, Paul says, May the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. The Lord be with all of you. This greeting is in my own hand, Paul. This is a sign in every letter. This is how I write. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with all of you. Now, we see Paul mention here that this greeting is in his own hand. Now, it could be this greeting right at the end of the letter. It could be that he's speaking of the whole letter. Some of Paul's letters appear to be written by his own hand, and he even says so in some of them, uh, and saying things like this. However, it could just be that part of them are written by him, maybe not all of them, maybe just, just a small part, uh, if that's the case here at the end. Some of his letters, it even says that somebody else's name is the person who wrote the letter. Now, even though Paul might not have written these letters with his own hand, it was Paul who was writing the letter. That is, Paul was probably dictating these things to whoever was writing them. Now, this could have been for uh, health reasons. Some have suggested that Paul may have had some health reasons. Maybe even his eyesight has gone bad. Paul does speak of a thorn in the flesh, and some have said it might have been some physical problem that Paul had. So Paul may not have been able to write the letters on his own. Uh, in one of his letters, he, he speaks to his audience about, look what, what large letters I have written, what, what big words I have written. And so perhaps that's because his eyesight was bad. And so uh, regardless of whether Paul writes all of the words in these letters with his own hand or whether they are dictated to a secretary who's writing them, and he just puts his signature on them, these are the words of Paul. And here he says that this greeting is his, is in his own hand. And this is a sign in every letter, that that's how he writes. Now, what that sign is, maybe it's his style of writing, maybe it's the words he uses, maybe it's his very signature that the people would have recognized. But there's something about 
the way that Paul was writing this letter that he says, hey, look at this as a sign that you know that this writing is from me. This is not from a false teacher pretending to be me. So when we look at Paul's letters, we see very similar language. We see very similar style throughout Paul's letters. And that is, in fact, evidence that they were written by the same person. Now, when we look at a book like Hebrews, we don't know who wrote the book of Hebrews. Some have suggested that Paul may have written it because in some ways it's very similar to the style of Paul's. In other ways, perhaps it's different. And, and that, that keeps us from being able to say that Paul for sure wrote the book of Hebrews. But in these books that we know that Paul wrote, we see similarities. And he says, look, this is my own signature. This is my own sign. This is my own writing. I, Paul, have written this letter to you. But what does he leave them with here? He says, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. And that's really what we want, right? I mean, that's a beautiful thing to close with here. May God's peace be on you. Perhaps that's something that we need to be reminded of and think about in our own lives. Where do we get peace from? Well, we get peace from the Lord. And even though we may know that in our mind and may know it through the truth of Scripture, I think that there are times that we just simply need to be reminded when we are in the midst of chaos and our hectic life and we say, man, I need a break, I need peace, where do I find that peace? Well, there is only one place that we find that peace, and that is in the Lord. And that's what Paul says. May the Lord of peace himself give you peace always. The Lord be with you all. So if we want peace and we desire peace, then we receive that peace from the Lord. And you will find lots of scriptures that speak of peace. Uh, perhaps there are some that are more popular than others. We'll look at a few of those that we see in the New Testament tonight. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, the author says, Pursue peace with everyone and holiness. Without it, no one will see the Lord. Well, that's good advice. What should we pursue in life? How should we live our life to pursue peace and holiness? If we pursue those two things, then chances are things are going to be pretty good for us in our life, and we're going to have good relationships with those around us. Romans chapter 14, verse 19 so then we must pursue uh, what promotes peace and what builds up one another. Now, in the context, Paul had been talking about some disagreement that the people had been having about one thing or another, things that really, in the grand scheme of things, didn't matter. And perhaps we encounter such situations in our lives. So this is good advice for us, that we must pursue what promotes peace and builds one another up. Do we do that? Do we think about that? Maybe we need to make an effort to think about, are we doing what promotes peace? Are our actions, the words we say, the things we do, are they bringing about peace to situations where there are chaos? Or are we stirring the pot with the things that we're saying, the little and the, and the questions that we ask, or the things that we're a part of when something is going on? Are we having a part in trying to diffuse the situation? Or are we adding fuel to the fire? when situations and chaos break out. We need to make sure that we're not one who's promoting chaos, but we are one who is promoting peace. And for what cause? To build one another up. Perhaps we need to do a better job of thinking about the things we say. Okay, if I say this, if I do this, maybe if, maybe even it's a joke and we don't, we don't think twice, but maybe we should think twice. Okay, 
if I say this, is this going to build somebody up or is it going to hurt them? Is it going to hurt their feelings? If I, if I do this action, if I act in this way and respond in this way, say this thing, do this thing, is it going to build this person up or is it going to tear somebody down? And maybe if, well, I don't know about you guys, I know I certainly would benefit from thinking twice before I speak and thinking, okay, how will this affect other people? And if the things that we say and do affect other people negatively, okay, then we need to maybe kind of, kind of regroup and say, let me think twice so that I don't do things that build chaos and promote chaos, but that I do things that promote peace and build others around me up. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 10 and 11, For the one who wants to love life and see good days, now, I don't know about you, but I figure we probably all would fall into that category, who wants to love life and see good days? All of us. We all want to love our life and we want to see good days. Well, some days we say, man, I hate my life. Every day is a bad day. Well, maybe it's just life throwing life at us, or, or maybe it's because of our attitude and our actions and the way that we're doing things. What does Peter say? He says, anyone who wants to love life and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. And he must turn away from evil and do what is good. He must seek peace and pursue it. Okay, so if we want to love life and have good days, what's a good way to go about doing that? To seek peace. When we begin to seek peace and we watch our tongue and we seek peace instead of evil, then guess what's going to be the result? We're going to love life and have good days. It may be that a lot of our chaos and a lot of our stress and a lot of the hectic things that we have going on is because of our attitude and the way that we act and the things that we say. And maybe if we thought twice before we spoke and said, you know what, I'm going to pursue peace today. Man, that might, that might make our days better. And that's what, that's what Peter tells us in 1 Peter 3. Romans chapter 12, verse 18. If possible on your part, live at peace with everyone. Now that's good instruction. That's also a good reminder that it's not always possible to live at peace with everyone. Sometimes we do our part and people just don't, they don't love us. Sometimes people just have a lot of drama in their life and they don't like us and you try your best to live at peace with people and they still want to be your enemy. They still want to, they still want to hate you. Well, that's on them. That's not on us. But what does the scripture tell us to do? That if possible on our part, live at peace with everybody. Now there are some times that, hey, we can do all we can to love people and be there for them and they're still going to be our enemy. And we've done our part. We've done what's possible. Uh, there are going to be there are going to be other days that maybe the reason why somebody is our enemy is because we haven't done our part. We haven't done all that's possible to live at peace with people. And maybe we are partially to blame for the relationship we have. So what do we need to do? If possible, we need to pursue peace and good relationships with those around us. <coughs> Perhaps the best verse for us to talk about tonight when we speak of peace is John 14, 27. This is Jesus speaking here, and this is a verse that is very popular. Maybe you've heard it before. Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Your heart must not be troubled or fearful. So who is the giver of peace? It is Jesus. If you say, okay, I want to live at peace. I want to have good days. I want to pursue what is good and live at peace with everybody. 
How do we do that? We start with Jesus because Jesus is the one who gives us peace. And so Paul closes this letter after talking about all of the things he had talked about. He leaves the letter on a good note. He leaves on a positive. He leaves the people with peace that they may be at peace through the Lord who gives peace. And so may it be for us tonight. We have hectic things going on in our life and we have worries and we have fears and sometimes we have bad attitudes and sometimes we stir the pot and sometimes we, we make things worse instead of better. But that's not what God calls us to. God calls us to peace. So let us seek Jesus so we'd be those who live at peace with those around us. That we are those who make situations better. That we are those who build up people and build up the kingdom of God so that others can experience the peace that comes through Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you and we thank you for being the source of peace for us, dear Lord. We may try to find peace in a lot of areas in our life, but if we're looking anywhere than your word and your son, Jesus Christ, God, we're not going to find it. So God, I pray that tonight in your words that we would find peace in Jesus. God, maybe there are some stresses and worries that we come in here with. God, I pray that tonight, even now, we'd leave those with you. That even if we come in with chaos, that we'd leave with peace. God, that you would help us to think twice before we act and before we, before we get involved in things, to make sure that our actions are for the good of those around us. God, that our actions are going to promote peace and not, not evil, not fighting, not feuding, but good, dear Lord. So I pray that you would help each one of us to be those who live at peace with one another and to be those who live at peace with everybody around us. God, that we would experience the peace that comes only through Jesus Christ and that we would share that peace to the rest of those we encounter. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.